Hey guys, welcome to the Spiritual Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm so excited for the podcast I have for you guys. This is actually the first podcast that I'm doing the introduction first thing the next day because it was that amazing. Um, and every podcast is that amazing. But like this one, we talk about past lives, my pa- personal past lives. You guys are going to see me get like read by this incredible, amazing medium and psychic named Vanessa. You guys know her as Crystal Consciousness. Um, she is an incredible human being and starseed um, light worker, just like you and I. And she's here to help raise the vibration of the collective. And we get into amazing, amazing conversations to the point where, like, we only got to like five questions because it was that good. So she's gonna be back again very soon, and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you guys. I hope you enjoy her energy as much as I. Do. How your spiritual journey kind of like where that kind of began or if it's been a lifelong thing for you, kind of your backstory um, on that. Okay. Um, so I was born pretty psychic. So like my, like, so my dad is my number one fan of my psychic stuff because I used to be like a little, little, little girl. And mm-hmm. I would tell him about like his parents or his grandparents that died when he was five. I'd be like talking to them and telling them they're in the room and my dad didn't even, yeah, and my dad didn't even know them, so he'd check with his dad, and I'd be right, and he was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> and, uh, and like, I just know when people are coming over, or when I was, like, three or four, right. um, so my dad, wow. he wasn't actually that, like, big into psychic stuff, he's like, maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't, but, like, I proved it to him with, like, out of a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, um, and, without uh, him even, like, asking for it, you, could, you were just, it was just there. <laughs> and it's funny, um, I feel like psychicness runs in families because my dad uh, has had some experiences himself where um, <clears throat> his parents took him to a city and he just knew where everything was. Like he recognized it. So I don't know if it's a past life or something like that. So he's like, I don't know, maybe you get your psychicness from me. <laughs> like, Oh my God, that's beautiful. That's really right? cool. Wow. So how was that like growing up with like, well, with your family open-minded and then well connected. my dad's pretty open-minded my mom was pretty christian and um she actually scared me away from my psychic gifts for a while um i was about five and yeah. I, I was in my i was in my room talking to myself my mom comes in she's like what are you doing i was like oh i'm talking to my friend ghosty is who i called her <laughs> and my mom was laughing at me she's like ghosty's not real come on and i was like i as a five-year-old i was getting super mad that she wasn't like understanding and i was right. like ghosty is real ghosty close the door my door slammed shut and then uh and then my mom proceeded to like scream cry for like uh oh 10 god. minutes wow. and she was like oh my god you're talking to demons never talk to her again and like she scared me so like i suppressed it for a while mm. Um, and then when I was about 12, uh, when I'd relax, my guides would kind of like twinkle back in. Like if I was not nice to my brother, they'd like correct me and they'd be like, oh, you're <laughs> loving, understanding. Um, and so it kind of came back when I was like 12-ish. And then I just kind of was in, you know, high school. I didn't really care very much. And then in college, I started meditating all the time. Um, and my psychic gift started like increasing and increasing. And I was in college when I met my spirit guide, uh, Raina. Yes, I've seen some stuff about. I want to ask you, like, I'm, I'm so excited. That's why, like, so many things. I'm excited to talk to you about, like, how, you know, how you met her and, like, how, like, how she's influenced and impacted your life and stuff like that. Because, like, 
your spirit guides like can become best like your best friends like oh yeah and um so yeah like how how did that like kind of happen um so it was a whole year of meditating pretty solidly when um I started getting really frustrated with my guides because I kept being like okay you talk to me who are you you know Mm -hmm. and um after about a year I was pretty fed up with them not answering me back because like they'd talk to me but I'd be like who are you and they wouldn't answer um so one day I got home from class I like threw down my book bag I was like all right guides this is it I'm gonna (laughs) meditate until you introduce yourselves and I sat on my bed and I just started meditating and I think I meditated for like 45 minutes I'm pretty sure because I you know you don't know the time it felt Mm -hmm. like a very long time (laughs) and all of a sudden it was a quick moment. I wasn't on my bed anymore. I was standing with my eyes open in a really bright, big room. And it was just a quick moment. At first, I was like, this isn't my bedroom. And before I could even think, this like almost six foot tall blonde woman with blonde hair this length, this color, mm. um, walked in a, in a blue, really pretty gown, walks up to me, or a blue dress, I guess, um, she walks up to me and goes, hi, I'm Raina, and puts her hand out for me to shake. And uh, because it's, she said that out loud, but because it's telepathic communication too, I could feel like her friendliness and she was implying like, I'm your spirit guide mm-hmm. because it's telepathic communication too. So, so it's more than one thing. Yeah. So it, she gave me like, she like sent me like a recognition of her understanding of her. And it was all just a quick moment because, mm-hmm. you know, telepathic communication, you don't need time. Time doesn't really right. matter. Right. It's like instant understanding, yeah. This is like a four-moment encounter. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is my room. She's like, oh, hi, I'm Raina, and puts her hand out for me to shake. And I freaked out. I jumped away from her, and I freaked out. And all of a sudden, I was back on my bed. Wow. And I was like, what just happened? Like, that was crazy, <laughs> you know? And uh, I was just like, and but I was like, also, I was bo- like boggling my mind. I was like, how is my spirit guide like a six foot tall blonde supermodel? Like she was so <laughs> and beautiful. And I was like, so I go in and I, I go to my roommate <clears throat> from class and I'm like, I was telling her about the encounter and she was teasing me. She's like, Oh, your, your spirit guide's blonde. Like that's the most narcissistic thing I've ever heard. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. cause I was expecting like so many things. That is not what I was expecting. Right. And at the time, I wasn't, I didn't really, this was like, because uh, I'm I'm 33. This was like, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. And I I'd, I never really thought about aliens. I was like, yeah, the universe is big. You know, it, it's they're probably out there. I'd never really thought about them. And I'd never heard of uh, Pleiadians when I met her. Oh, okay. So, but, yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard of them, um, like until I started actively researching because like I was really into all that aliens and stuff when I was in high school. But, um, but like, I didn't really get Pleiadians. Like the name didn't make sense till it was like, like later in life. Like I understood it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't fully grasp the concept back then. (laughs) Um, but so, yeah. So then you found out like what kind of, you know, like alien entity, Yeah, well, I actually, so then after that, um, it's funny, I don't know what she did to me in that encounter, but it's like she gave me, she like sent me her vibration, so I recognized her, so then every time she talked to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's Raina, like, I just instantly recognized her, 
Um, it was many, many, many years of talking to her after that before she told me that we're from Era, a planet in the Pleiades. She didn't tell me that for years. Okay, um, so you had no idea for, for years. Yeah, like where? Like, oh, cool. She's just my blonde, tall spirit guide. Right. And it's, and it's funny because um, I asked her after I found out that she's like Pleiadian and I'm, I'm a Pleiadian starseed. I was like, why didn't you just tell me then? And she told me that um, I wouldn't, I, I would have, I wouldn't have taken it well back then. Yes. Not a lot of people like 12 years ago were like talking about the Pleiadians. I feel like it was very obscure. I know there's like people who wrote books and stuff, but like very obscure in the community. She pretty much, she was like, I told you kind of when you needed to know. And I was yeah. like, okay. I mean, that's fair though. She was like, I'm an alien. I've been like, okay. Yeah, it's totally like our consciousness and our thought process on all of this kind of stuff is definitely evolving at a faster pace now that so many people are talking about it. Um, and that's just how our human brain works. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, what's your, what's your spiritual journey? Yeah, so I um conversation hang out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why I was like, we can just kind of talk and see where the questions take us. Like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I have like since I was really young, have known that like I was like, you know, there was a reason I was here and that like I I would lay in bed like, I know I'm gonna change the world, like I don't know how, and like I would get all giddy, like because I like would always, you know, picture myself doing something for the greater good. Like I always wanted to help the world, but like since I was so young, but I was raised in like a Catholic and like very strict household. I was sent to private school and all that. Um, and so when I would like buy a deck of tarot cards, like my parents would, you know, tell me I couldn't have them or whatever. So it was, you know, like I was always intrigued by it. And then, um, and just recently kind of got back into it after, you know, going on a journey of trying, you know, substances. And I had like this, I used to call it a premature awakening because like I, my brain wasn't ready for all the information that I got when I was 17. And like, I went through kind of like a Kundalini awakening that I wasn't ready for. And it turned into like Kundalini psychosis. I missed a month of school. It was very terrifying. So I like shut everything down like after that and like didn't really want anything to do with that. I kind of like numb myself and, you know, I'm three years sober now. I had, you know, a life of addiction and it was in a very toxic relationship for, you know, years, but all of that has kind of been like my lessons and like the stuff that I kind of came here to learn so that I could come out on the other side and help people see that you can make it through that stuff and like grow from it and evolve from it and learn from it. Um, But it's really, it's interesting. It's like, I am just finally starting to like realize like that I'm not just going to be able to, you know, help everybody that I see. (laughs) And so it's like, you're finally accepting like, oh, I can't like, you know, make anybody see it my way. And it's like, I just started to accept that like maybe a year and a half ago, you know, that like my parents aren't going to get it. That's okay. Like that's their journey, you know? So it's like, I've like kind of evolved a lot more, I'd say over the last, since I had my son, which makes sense, you know, he's two now. And so like that really shifted my perspective. I'm no longer with my ex, stuff like that. Um, And so I've really just kind of started to step back into my abilities. My clear audience has started to come back because that was one that was like really intense for me when I went through my first like awakening and it was like, you know, substance induced. And there was, you know, it was in 2012. So it was, you know, 10 years ago. And 
it was very like there wasn't really any community like there was no TikTok or any kind of even on Instagram or anything there was no like that I knew of a spiritual community that I could like ask questions about so I felt alone but I felt like I had to like change the world by myself and it just kind of spiraled but um now that I'm finally like getting back into it I'm like I know that this is a part of my calling and like I'm you know I'm I feel like I'm doing the right things by like and I'm meeting the right people and I've le recently learned like I'm Andromedan and you know, I have a past life as a rainbow dragon and all and all these things that are like making total sense. <laughs> like, And it's like really interesting because you always feel like connections to these things like your whole life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've always loved dragons. I've always loved like when I hear the name Andromeda to my mom got my name from like my parents say it was like Mary that called them. But I think it was like her higher self like or my, like my soul mother that called with my name and like said is Andrea well it's Andrea there yet and I now my friends have always said Andrea and like I always had to correct people and so I have like two different names like my family calls me Andrea but my friends call me Andrea it's like the weirdest thing and so that's like something that I've definitely had to like grapple with like with my guides calling me different things like my ancestors call me Andrea <laughs> and like you know and like my friends like my you know I have a best friend that passed away who calls me Andrea and so it's really interesting to like be on this journey and seeing other people and how they're like evolving too and like everyone's on a different you know in a different place in their journey and that's like what how we all learn you know yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, that's a little bit. <laughs> no, it's funny. Everyone I hear who has a Kundalini awakening experience, it's a, uh, it's, it seems a lot like psychosis, to be honest. And it, it's really hard to deal with and kind of get your vibration back to like baseline. Um, I'm, I'm scared it's gonna happen to me at some point because <laughs> it always sounds terrifying. But <laughs> yeah, for the greater good. You know what's funny um, about? So as a, I'm a psychic medium. As I'm sure you've seen or yes um, I'm a professional psychic medium I've been with her for two years and when I first started I didn't really know a lot about like schizophrenia and stuff and people who go through psychosis and mm -hmm. I encountered uh I've had a few clients long-term clients who are schizophrenic and wow. it's really changed my perspective of what I think schizophrenia is to be honest and it before I was like, oh yeah, you have like mental, your your chemicals are imbalanced. But what's funny is all my schizophrenic clients are really, really psychic. I was just gonna say, you know what's weird you say that? I had my best friend in high school, she was um she was a schizophrenic and she had her episodes and stuff, and I would always be so intrigued by it because I felt like she was connected to something more. But it was like sometimes like it was good, sometimes it was bad. It felt like it was like you're getting like a lot of the negative of like whatever, like, you know what I, tell right. me what you think. <laughs> okay, so this, uh, I feel like this is crazy to say, but this is the only conclusion I can come to um, just because they're so psychic. One of my very schizophrenic clients, one time, this is what really started changing my mind. One time she's like, can you ask your, my guides this question? In my head, I asked the question and they answered me back. And she's like, I thought, I think I just heard this. And she asked the question and then she said their exact answer back verbatim to me. And I was like, oh <clears throat> my God. Honestly, I just think that schizophrenic people are just tuned a little bit differently. So you're kind of picking up a frequency 
that you, they just can't control it. You know what I mean? You're a little bit in this world. You're a little bit in the fourth, the fourth astral. Yes. That's what I was going to say. The fourth dimension, oh, which is why. Yeah. I honestly, I think that, and I've talked to Raina and I've talked to my guides about it. Cause uh, it's funny. Cause most psychics, okay. Most people say this is like the range of the third dimension, fourth dimensions up here. Most people are born somewhere in here. I feel like a lot of naturally born psychics, you're just naturally born with your genetics and your attunement and your vibration. You're just naturally born a little bit more here. So it's not very hard for you to ever so slightly change your frequency up a little bit to get into that spiritual realm. Um, mm -hmm. And also, I think with meditation and practice, anyone can do it, to be honest. Too. I do, too. I think schizophrenics are born about here as well. But something about your genetics, your tuning, you just... Um, it's like it, there's a phrase where it's like psychics kind of swim through the waters. Um, schizophrenics are drowning. They can't. Yeah. It's like you can't turn it off. And you know what really That's sucks? That's how I felt. Yeah. And I you know couldn't really turn it off. Yeah. Is right here is lower astral. So I feel like when you just dip into the astral without meaning to, if you aren't like m monitoring your vibration, putting up protections, trying to raise higher than that you're encountering lower astral beings and they'll mess with you and it can be really scary. Absolutely. Um, interesting, right? That is like the, it's very crazy to me that you bring this up because I just thought about this like two days ago because I was like talking to my best friend and like mentor, you know, like he wants, you know, he wants to bring me to a shaman and, and, you know, eventually I want to do an ayahuasca journey to really like fully unlock everything. But it's like, I know I need to take my time and I need to be ready because there is a lot of, like, there's a lot of negativity in the, in, in the world. Like there's obviously negativity in the energy of like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like of the astral too. And so, and I thought about this and then I thought about how, you know, my best friend had these things that like she would encounter and she would experience. But like, I've always had this thought of like schizophrenia isn't just like a mental thing. Like it's more than that. that. It's, it's gotta be more than that. Especially exactly. since like the evidence you're stating, like. Exactly. It, it, it literally changed my mind. It a hundred percent changed my mind. I was like, and I was like, how would I explain this to TikTok? They're going to like roast me alive for being like, oh, you're like making light of a disorder. But you know what's funny is uh, cultures like um, tribes and ethnic cultures and things like that who practice a lot of meditation and have a big connection to the spirit world, they all view schizophrenia as a spiritual um, capacity, all of them. And I'm like, all right, I, I see where you're coming from, guys, to be honest, after my, after my wealth of experience. <laughs> That yeah. is insane. Yes. And, and I've, and I've also seen things about how if they, if, when they see somebody that's going through like schizophrenia in those cultures, they'll take them. I literally saw a video about it, like maybe a month ago and they'll take them and they'll, they'll teach them about it because it's like, if you're born and, and you're able to like go back and forth between like the lower, it's like you don't ever, and you don't ever have any guidance. Obviously you're not going to know how to protect your energy if you're not being taught how to protect your energy. And then that's why they prey on them. And then they get labeled with this thing, like that's how you are. And so now it's even easier because you're automatically thinking, you're conditioned to think that I have this thing. It's like, really, it's crazy. <laughs> that's interesting. You know, it's funny. I was going to say, I know you say you're Andromedan, but you've got some Orion connections as well. So I only know of the, and that's funny that you say that, because I was going to also ask about like the idea of star seeds and how, I, so 
my perspective is like if I was able to reincarnate a million times, I would try a bunch of different things. Like everyone has their original, like maybe, but like For sure. I think we all kind of are like almost like mutts. You know what I mean? Like I think oh. we all have like the experience. A hundred percent. And you know what's so funny is um a lot of the Andromedans we talk to, like the Zanae, the Zenate, the ones Alex Collier talks to, they're Lyrans, to be honest. When Lyra's destroyed, they went to Andromeda constellation, not the galaxy. Um, so you know it's uh well I could just I could just take a look real quick for you. That'd be see. awesome. Okay, so I don't know what this planet's called or the star's called. It's above Orion-ish to the side. Um, I actually don't know what this. I don't know what this planet's called. So, but you're from. You had some lives there. Um, you've had some lives in Orion, Sirius. Um, you have a lot of Pleiadian connections in your life. I don't know if I'm actually seeing Pleiadian lives, actually. Um, interesting. Wait, let me see. Yeah, I feel like actually I'm seeing a lot of your dominant energy is Sirius Orion area. To be honest. Okay, I want to feel about that. That's just I'm gonna have to look into it because okay, um. Actually. They corrected me. You have had pleading lives. They corrected okay. me. Okay. So you just jumped around. You've done a lot of different things. That's how um, I. That's how I see it. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. I am seeing also uh, a little bit of time spent on Mars. Oh really? And Maldek. That is crazy. Oh wow. <laughs> there was like something about I get I used to get the Mars card a lot in my Starseed deck. <laughs> I'm like got tears in my eyes. Like when you started, I like started to get emotional because like I'm I've been like asking for more like clarity and more information. Yeah. And then like I'm just super grateful, girl. Of course. Do you want to know the, the we can go into the whole record if you want. So when Lyra was destroyed, you ended up going to Andromeda constellation and you were as an a as an a you were there for a very 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 long time so let's call it maybe probably at least about a third of your lives and then you're kind of uh you were very involved with the andromedan council and then the orion wars started and you because you're such like it's almost like you're a freedom fighter it's like you want to fight for truth and that sort of thing and like fight to help people and kind of go where you're needed you have this like big like i need to protect people i want to help as much as possible that's also why you came to earth that's why i felt like that as a child wow went to the orion Sirius area and pleiades and you incarnated kind of where you were needed um and you were all involved in those wars which were like very long wars um after those wars kind of died out um, it's okay. I, I'm stand corrected. You actually spent uh, a lot of time in the Pleiades um, before you came, um, and then you were involved in some of the um, 
it's funny. I see a lot of different incarnations for you. You've been a gray type being. You've been a this brown type being that I don't know what they are. Um, you've been a lot of like humanoid type beings. And then you ended up going with, I think, a Pleiadian colony to Mars and Maldek. And then you were kind of settling there. And that's where you end up having a lot of dragon connections. There's a lot of dragons that were on Maldek. Oh, God. Um, and then uh, and then at some point, um, you came down in Atlantean times to Atlantis after Maldek was destroyed. Wow. So, yeah. That's your, that's, that's what I do. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, I'm so giddy right now. Like, I feel like... <laughs> You have so many different galactic families and so many different soul origins. I think it's normal to have like a few. I was Lyran originally. I went to Pleiades. I went to Osiris for a couple lives and then I went back to Pleiades and then I came here. So that's like three. You are like a little bit of an adventurer. Um, you also, your guides really want to say you like to go where you're needed. If that makes sense. Yeah. You like to go. I always make my clients, I always make people cry. <laughs> 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 it's just like crazy you know there's something about hearing something that's so true and it resonates with your soul it just makes you cry there's yes. just something it just it's like a weird response I know I do it all the time I make everybody cry like <laughs> half my sessions it's I make good them cry. cry it's good it's a good girl I'm gonna have to get a full session like yo that was amazing I know like that like that could be a lot more like like you know like that that just blew my mind it just made so much sense like because I've always felt like that and then when I you know like the last few months I've been like you know I know I'm supposed to do the shadow work course for people you know different types of addictions whether it be shopping gambling you know what I'm saying what I went through which was opiates like while I was talking, sometimes it's funny. Your guides are so chatty. They chat. They are, I am too. They like to interrupt. They like to interrupt a lot. Like some guides are like more laid back. Your guides are like, no, like no, no. They also mentioned that um, you're shadow worker, kind of in this life, and that's what you kind of choose to go through. Um, uh, they also want to say that the progress you've made in the last like three years has been like astronomical. Um, you've raised vibration a ton, um, and you're really doing a lot more of your life's mission. Um, you have some money blocks that come up and they're trying to get you to work on your abundance blocks. But besides that, you're really kind of going in the direction they want. That's like, but seriously, like, I can't even like, thank you enough for this. Like, seriously, I, I needed this. Cause like on your podcast, I'm happy to read for you a little bit. Yeah. That really like just made, made me like, like, I know that I'm doing what I need to be doing, but it's, like, it's nice to, like, hear it directly from, like, someone that I, that you've been doing this your whole life, and it's, like, I, I mean, I just, I know that I'm here to, like, make a difference, it's just, like, it's hard when it's, like, I don't have the degrees or any of that stuff, I just have the life experience, and, like, my therapist made me feel, like, real small to the point where, like, I don't like we we I, this was the third like, time I talked to her. I like your therapist. I don't like her. She's kind no, of I it was like the, like it was a new bitch. I hadn't even ever met her. She like fight you on stuff if that makes sense. Yeah, she did. Like she push did. back and stuff. I your guides don't like her. No, she, I was seeing black orbs around my phone the whole phone call. That's why I had to stop seeing her. I have a new one that I'm about to start seeing. Uh, a steer, intense. If that makes sense. 
Yeah. Like, she's, she's over her job, to be honest. That's what it was. It was jealousy. She, like, really felt some type of way about my ambitions. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, so. Yeah. You're going to find a new therapist. I feel like a guy therapist is coming into your awareness who's, like, really open and hearted and loving. Um, It's funny. I- my, my best friend is a guy, and he introduced me to the new therapist that I'm supposed to be, who's Jessica, who's supposed to be, like, like that's his therapist. And, like, Jessica? he's... Okay. So, I mean, but he's, uh, he's a guy and he's like my, he's like my therapist right now. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, usually I do this, like my eyes closed with blackout curtains. So this is like, this is like my, I, I'm super, super, I'm the most accurate when I go into trance. Right. Um, I know. I would love to do like a full, that would be oh, so yeah. cool. I do it. It's funny. I go into trance for like 20 minutes before our session. I have blackout curtains in the middle of the day because I need it to be dark to maintain that connection. Um, yeah, you don't have to be like I did. I love it. Um, I'm like really, really grateful to connect with you, girl. Um, I love you. So, energy. yeah, like that's exciting to think about, you know, like that, like my idea of, you know, a bunch of different incarnations makes sense to me. Like, you know, I'm, it's so that like I'm, I'm, and like the shadow worker thing, and that's just, like I've been having imposter syndrome. So it's like been something of like I know I'm supposed to do this course, working on the course, and it's like you know, I have to invest in my business, and it's my block right now. And it's I when I'm ready, I'm never gonna fully be ready. And I know that's one thing I have to just like take the leap. And um, like I'm prepared to. I just I want like that therapist had like make me feel like I'm not healed or something. And like so now I'm I'm really like trying to down on like, my own my own healing even though I know that like I have to I just feel like time's running out and I know that's not the case but like I don't I don't know <laughs> it's just like I know everything's gonna happen in divine timing no matter what it's just I'm super indecisive I don't know why I chose Libra son life <laughs> I mean I get it but I don't get it like I hate the fact that like it's so hard for me to make the choice about some like big big decisions because it's like you know where but I don't know. It's like I know emotions are pulling me, but like logically. Correction: <laughs> yeah. You have a guy coming to your life that's gonna be like supportive for you and very like understanding, supportive, really warm energy. You need someone who's kind of very grounded to balance you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that person coming into your life. Kind of that makes it. That makes me very. Um, but yes, I definitely am like my ADHD is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm very strong. <laughs> I, I, I to be honest, the thing ADHD. I think a lot of psychics have ADHD. It's like you're. It's just like you're kind of just in this realm, in this realm, in this realm, and it's kind of to. It's also high vibration. Just holding a high vibration. You don't do like yourself in center. It can get kind of overwhelming. I yeah. Think, like people have accused me of being ADHD before. My friend, right. I uh, the more I started learning how to ground and center myself, it just went away. If that makes sense. Yeah, if you remember, like when you started to feel that way, to like if I remember, and that's what I had to do. I was like, I had to figure out how to like turn my energy down to imagine a dial in my head and like a volume and like turning it down when it happened. Like second time it happened when I was older and I, and like it started again because I was doing like stupid again. And it, I had to like take myself off, you know what I mean? The, 
couldn't grasp and that was kind of letting the event like without me but so yeah like how, how do you um like, ground yourself every day like what did you have like practice you um i whenever i meditate with clients i always imagine imagine i have like 40 foot roots like, to connect with gaia and i push them down and i connect and i connect until you feel like you connect with her and when you connect with her you, you notice it. it always gives me like a woo like a because her energy is ridiculous um so that really mm-hmm. helps um, funny i think the more grounded you are the more the higher you go up if that makes sense yeah so it's really important to ground yes. regularly i also i'm really into yoga anything that pulls your a lot of people especially psychics adhd people whatever our energies and our top chakras a lot yeah if, if you do things that pull the energy down to the lower chakras like movement dance uh, yoga just moving that energy down into the body focus instead of mind focus a little bit really evens people out i've, I've done i've told a bunch, i've told a billion clients that that's something i actually heard from uh spirit that I makes sense. guide um but yeah have like movement practice it it sounds so simple but it just moves the energy into the body it gives you kind of a balanced energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I didn't even realize that's what I've been doing when I've been doing yoga. Like for ten, I've been doing watching. I mean, I guess yoga. It's a ten minute practice every morning and every night. And I not do it with intention for grounding because I didn't put two and two together that I was doing it like meditation because like I need to like my body it's so stiff. I'm always so anxious. <laughs> But um, yeah, like it's important to remember, like to be embodied, and like um, it's very true. Like that's how I am, and I've even heard the like Kundalini awakening, where it's like you awaken from like, these chakras, like first, basically, and it's almost like you have like, like that could mean it could be like any psychic, really, <laughs> if you're already awakened in these ones before you really feel like embodied in your body, like you're more be in these ones. Right. Um, you said you have deep questions for me. I'm kind of intrigued. Yes. I want to so, know. How did you, like, really, I think you kind of talked about this a little bit, but how did you realize that you could pass life and heal? Like, how did you realize that you could do this for yourself and other people? Um, It was about four years ago. Psychic gift went from, like, five to six to, like, ten. <laughs> it just changed, went up. Um, I don't know just a vibrational shift um i started having a little bit of like wine at parties it's funny when i drink i it's like i have a filter i have a filter like if i don't want to read for people i don't have to but if i have a little bit of alcohol and i don't drink a lot like i like wine you know i like i like kombucha um drink filters is really gone and so i was being at parties with people and all of a sudden I was just downloading information from the guides. Like, I do it normally, like in my day to day. Like sometimes I'll walk past someone, the guides will be like, She's pregnant. I'll be like, thanks, guides. I don't need to know that. That's necessary. <laughs> um, yeah. I started downloading information. Um, really happened. I started downloading uh, galactic information first. So I'd be talking to someone just at a party. Um, sometimes, like, I met a guy at a party once. This happened like four years ago. He's me, you know, nice guy. And uh, his grandmother just came in and she's like, I don't like 
girlfriend and just like berating me until I said something. And I was like, Do you have an Italian grandmother? Noni? Oh my god, she wants to oh talk to you. And it was like so embarrassing. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I guess when I drink, so I don't drink a lot because unless it's around like very conscious people, I have vibes good because it just, I have no filter. Yeah. Um, and then I started downloading, started picking up people's past lives, and it just happened. I wasn't even trying to, it just started happening. Where I'd start getting like, uh, my guides, they show like a movie. So they'll start and they'll just show me what happens. And uh, the amazing thing, I, it's it's the most amazing thing I think I do in my psychic work because people often ask me questions and then I ask the guides, they'll show me a relevant life and it's so relevant. Every past life you bring up is so relevant. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like yeah. emotional again. I know. Can I give you uh, one of my favorite examples? Oh, actually? Of so I have this woman, and when you sign up to the website, I check your name, your number. It's not a Zoom. I call yet because it's too distracting for me. I have to maintain a trance state. Mm-hmm. So I, have woman, I get on the phone with her, and she's not, like very in a mood. She's like, hey, I want to let you know. I'm like, hey, like, uh, let me let me talk to your guys. She's like, I just want you to know I booked a session because I have not been able to find a relationship. I can't. That's the whole reason I booked it. That's all I want to talk about. I was like, okay, all right, sure. So I asked the guides why she can't get a relationship, and they start showing my past life. So I was like, hey, they're showing this past life. They're usually relevant. And she's like, yes. So she's out in Scandinavia. She's female. Um, and uh, I've noticed from a lot of people, Scandinavian past lives, that train, some females train like warriors, like men do. And she starts training and training in her village and learning to fight. She loves it. She's, like, all about it. Very aggressive. Um, and she grows up with this guy. And they train together. And they end up falling around, like, you know, 18, 18. They end up in love. They get, like, married. But again, like, in, like, bike. I think this is, like, bike times. So this is, you know, 15, 1400s. Um, they end up falling in love. And they're, like, bonded. And they end up having a bunch of kids. Then it flat. And they have a great relationship. They're like friends. They do everything together. They both love training. Like they're just besties. They're it's a Aww. great it's a great relationship. It's like okay, this is nice. So far, she's liking it. Flash forward to about 28, 30. Oh. Um, gets word that her mom actually lives in a village that walk. Was actually sent as a girl to the village to train. It's the village right next to them. She gets word that her mom is sick might die so she's like my mom's sick i'm in the day's journey to her i want to see her before she dies and he's like that's cool kids so she starts she leaves and she starts doing a journey and over a mountain as she starts getting the mountain there's a snowstorm or something like that it's like a crazy storm it's really dangerous especially if you're yourself yeah. um, so she walks like almost half the day she gets to the point where she's like i can't do too dangerous i'm gonna have to walk back so she walks back to the village like probably like six hours back she gets back to the village it's nighttime she left in the morning yeah. it's nighttime and she walks in and her husband is uh she catches her husband in bed her partner in bed mm-hmm. with this younger brunette chick it's probably like 18 oh my God. and her rage she grabs one of their knives and she stabbed them both to death 
And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so sorry. This past life started out so nice. I wasn't expecting it to take this turn. And uh, the woman started laughing. And she's like, I'll tell you this. I married my college sweetheart. We were best friends. We started a business together. And um, around our, like, around 30, where we were friends, we did together. We were the best, like, the best of friends. Like, I trusted him so much. It was like, we did everything with him every single night. No, I would never suspect anything. She's like, where I was. A couple years ago, when I was about 30, I had to go on a business trip for our business. So I get to the airport and my flight canceled. And I'm calling my husband, I'm calling him, I'm calling him. He's not answering. So drive back home. She catches him in bed with their brunette, who's like a younger girl. And she's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what came over me, but I just saw red. I chased them both on the almost naked. And I got in the car and I tried to run them over. And I was like, but she's like, get it away from me. (laughs) Ever since then, I divorced him. I have the, you know, but I was just devastated. And she's like, and I have a fine relationship. And I was like, oh, shit. She's like, she's like, I fantasize about killing him all the time. Like, like, no holds barred. She's like about killing them both all the time because they're together now and so so after, like this is great this is good so i asked her guides i was like why did you guys show me this life and they showed me after really after she showed them both to death, she immediately in the most like deep sorrow regret her whole life she actually never was with another partner or slept with anyone for the rest of her life because she didn't feel like she deserved it she was just alone she was devastated and she always regretted that she killed him. It's just like she was rage. And she mm. was so bad for the rest of her life. I'd said that she picked that same soul partner to go through the same thing. Because in this life, she had to make a decision to forgive, not kill him. Yeah. And they said she's not going to be able to move into the relationship until she ultimately forgives, forgives him. Like that's crazy. I don't know the woman. I was like, that was just what I was expecting. Yeah, right. You know? I think I remember. I think I remember. I love watching videos, but that yeah, that's intense story. I remember that when you said that. I know. Like that's so cool to like think about like the like you know what I mean like how one life goes into the next life like it's crazy. It's so connected. It's it is. Tell you more. I have seen this. It's one of my recent favorites. Um, I was talking to this girl, uh, American girl, and she, earlier in the session, I'm like, oh, you're a writer. And she's like, I am a writer. I was like, cool, your guy told me you're a writer. Um, and they started taking this past life. In this past life, she's like a 12-year-old boy in India. Funny, because most of the lives they show me an adult, because that's usually what we talk about. But in the past life, where I was like, oh, you're, you're younger, which isn't I was like, oh, you're younger, you're a little boy in India. And you love, love a picture where uh, the women are all cooking all day. And it's like the moms, the aunts, the daughters. Um, and the men mm-hmm. go do stuff. I don't know because I didn't see. But you love hanging with the women in the kitchen all day. And you love cooking. And you, because you, they tell stories and they're fun and they hang out. And you loved that. Really loved 
culture. Yeah. Your dad did not like that at all because he's like, it's women's work. You shouldn't even have them. You're doing other things. They're just women. His dad uh, signed him up to join the group, um, religious men, or and they like travel, and it's like you devote your life to spirituality. Because, so his dad yeah. signed up well, and he's really sad because he leave his mom and his aunt, and he's gonna sign up for this religious group, and they like travel and stuff. And I was like, they're trying to say the name of the group because she's like, what's the name? I've never, never heard it before. My guides have to like out if it's that's in like, my memory, but easier for me. but if it's not it, like sound well, that's I, was interesting. Interesting. I was like it sounds like sad, sad, and the sadu and I was like yeah that's it okay. and I told her this and she starts just like she, she starts crying mm-hmm. I'm like are you crying like what's going on she said that two weeks earlier she had a story about a 12 year old boy who was joining sadu in India and she's like I'll send you the story just wrote this two weeks ago. He's sad to leave his mom. And she's like, I've been obsessed with the Sadhu since I was a kid. And I was like, I've never even heard of the Sadhu. But Neither. I was describing they're showing me. I was like, they eat really plainly, they travel, people kind of put them up. It's very like humble, almost like monk like. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the Sadhu. And I had to look them up after and I was like, fuck, I've never heard of them. Sorry. Oh no, yeah. I <laughs> you're good. But what I love this story because she had written the story two weeks earlier. And yeah. people are really having past lives come up into your consciousness. People are writing songs about them, writing stories about them. They're coming through through your spirit. Like a lot of us are getting a lot of like unlocked information that's coming through. Yeah, I have had like dreams come through in my paintings and stuff and like dragging the before I ever even was doing anything about lives, like stuff like that, yeah. and it's it's interesting because it's like it makes you wonder about you know like if it's always kind of like that. if it's not always but if how often it is you know people keep remembering like taking something out of their records without realizing it and making it into something maybe more extravagant or like whatever. but it's right. so it's so intriguing to think about. No, um, one of my favorite friends on TikTok is a dragon. His name's Moni. Lumeria Hardhand. Yes, 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 yeah. I wanted to ask you about that ayahuasca journey as well. Yeah. Because I'm so intrigued by, like, I've been wanting to, um, like, go, um, um I believe he's in Costa Rica, I want to say. Maybe not, though. It's, his name is El Dragon. He, he works with Aubrey Marcus and, like, the Fit for Service crew. And he, like, I just felt very, very called energy. But I want to hear your experience. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> sure. uh, all I have to say about ayahuasca is when it's the time, it calls you. It's been calling me for a long time. I do it, like, March, I think. And then something where I couldn't do it at that time. And then my buddy Moni was like, do you want to come to an ayahuasca with me in Utah? It was the next month. And I was Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's funny because me and Moni we talk lives, call each other, we talk about spiritual stuff because we're geeks. We love Gab and chat. I love him. Um, I've actually met him in person. It doesn't even matter. Like, and, like so many TikTok call him like about right. spiritual stuff. Like we're friends, but I actually got to meet him in person. 
Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I was a retreat and um, we did two nights of ceremony and it was fucking wild. I, I, I don't know if you had any experience with psychedelics. I love psychedelics. I have done mushrooms probably a hundred times. Love them. Mm-hmm. Um, take them and meditate, actually. Yeah, I microdose every day. So, and I take them sometimes more than that. Sober. I'm about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, my ayahuasca experience, I think the craziest thing that happened was second cup on the first day. I've done DMT once and it like catapulted this geometry dimension where it's and just pretty geometry and it was really quick. Yes. Um, the second cup I take, all of a sudden it's, I've never had anything so hallucinogenic. I've taken like heroic doses of mushrooms. I've made mushroom tea and it's hallucinate your face off don't get me wrong ayahuasca is like that like it's a lot like when you you've taken like five mushrooms more right it's more that's why it blows my mind like what is more (laughs) oh it's a girl then you're like i'm not even in this room anymore so all of a sudden i was in the desert (laughs) so i'm in this this it's and then there's just really pretty orange white or and yellow and green geometry front of me i was like oh cool i'm back in the geometry dimension this is sick and i'm hanging out there for five minutes like taking it all because it's intense and then i noticed being in front of me and i was like hello (laughs) and he's like hello and i was like who are you and he said that we are higher dimensional expression of uh, we facilitate healing of ayahuasca as a tool on your dimension and I was like, oh, so I'm in a dimension. Interesting. He looked like, kind of like a, an insectoid being made of geometry. I feel like I have, I've seen that. And I have a deck that's, like, got all these different um, stars and galactic races. And I definitely, it was kind of like a mantis type in being um, that I was, like, but Yeah. Seen a bunch of ayahuasca art since because I was like, I want to find what he looks like. I everybody draw them very different interpretations. So I started talking to them and I was like, Oh, that's cool. I didn't know what to do. I was like, you know, being. I was just like, That's cool. Hope it's going good. <laughs> yeah, right. An idiot. I was like, I don't know what to say. I was like, Oh, but I meant it. So I was like, Good. I hope it's going good. And he said, We do not think in terms of good or bad. We think in terms of harmonic, harmony, uh, harmonics, or mm. harmony. So he explained to me and showed me on a telepathic level that ayahuasca is harmonizing its own energy field because disharmony in the energy field creates like weakness. You know, it's the ayahuasca harmonizes your energy field. And then everyone always talks about when you do ayahuasca with people, like bonds you. He showed me that he's actually harmonizing the whole group together. Harmonizing everyone's harmonic to be in perfect vibrational resonance with each other, and so in that moment, he was showing me that we're all being like like a symphony. Our are all being harmonized together, and I was oh. like, "That's crazy." Um, yeah. That was just spectacular. It's something so like you I, you can't even really put it into words, but yeah. like that that you did very well. Like that sounds like freaking 
like everything frequency this is perfect sense you're having a so a lot of sense because i've talked to a lot of spirit guides um my arcturian guide sat me down and sit me down uh they pulled me out of body uh my arcturian guides like to pull me out of down to their they have a mothership above earth um they body when i'm meditating sometimes mm-hmm. i'm used to it because reina does so now i'm like kind of used to it but i'm kind of not it's still always a little bit jarring i'm not gonna lie the first time they did it to me i came back and i went and cried to my fiance they pulled me out of my body and lectured and he's like wanting to connect with them more like don't you ask so i was like yeah but like, <laughs> yeah right once they pulled me out of the ship, and it's usually like three representatives, and these are the blue octopus. And they were like, "We don't like how you lie," and I was like, "I don't lie. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Showed me that when you lie or you're not being authentic, it fucks up energy. It's like there's this perfect geometry that's really beautiful, really congruent. Lie or even say negative stuff messes up and like the geometry it's not perfect it's not in compliance and it messes up your energy and it makes you weaker. your energy you give out is weaker and it makes you more susceptible to negative stuff wow. and I'm like but it's funny it was very humbling i was like we don't like how you lie it's not good for your energy you showed me i was like i don't lie. like try me like i don't lie <laughs> and they were like then they showed me every instance they can i've messed my energy field so i uh I was supposed to hang out with a friend. I laid in bed all day. I didn't do anything. And then I texted. I was like, oh, my God. So sorry. That's lying. That's lying. That's lying. Um, one time I was drinking wine and I got a little exaggerated or verbose. Lying. That they showed, they showed me all the things where you're not your authentic. But they showed me how it messed up my energy field. And they're like, for the things you do, you need to have a solid energy field. You need to protect yourself. To moth and hold a high vibration, you need this perfect geometrical resonance, hold the vibrational color and downloads we're giving you. So anyway, give me that. So now I do not lie at all. I do not exaggerate. I do not do whites. I am if I'm like, does my outfit? Work? Yes, it does. It's, it's yeah, better, yeah, it's not, better to be honest because if you're not, it's that's why I think it's because like like to ask in things like what is universal truth is universal justice is it a empirical truth that is a reality or is it just a interpretation because all cultures do it differently i think that not lying is an objective truth because it creates disharmony in your energy field i think that's why almost all cultures being dishonest is bad for you because it really is yes and that really does sense because it's like when I had this experience just the other day and it like my exercises are coming through I didn't like that and instead of being angry or negative about it I just completely passion and and it like like completely like shot them out and it felt so incredible like my whole body tingly like it it was intense and it was like sense like if I had what you resist persist like that like and when you're not authentic with yourself or you're not you know like the lies we tell ourselves like I remember like my friend um would tell me about like 
one of the lies you tell yourself. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, he didn't explain. Like, you just explained. <laughs> and that just, that really, like, that makes all of the sense. I love that. <laughs> um, um, so, you have a lot of uh, Native past lives, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, Are you I know that I have Aztec, like, um, tech, like ancestors, but I consider native Canada down, to be honest, because they all, when I passed last, you know, hundreds of years ago, it's all the same. Right. Um, but yeah, you have a guy. What's their name? They have a name. <laughs> Names are hard. I can go for them. Give me their name then. I can send them out. No, no, it's okay. I'm just curious, like, what else to, to know? Do they want me to know? <laughs> you have a lot of native life, and I feel like when you're playing out karma with um, uh, someone you with in this native life. So let me tell you about uh, Baby Daddy. Sure. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. There's, like, a really mean ex before Baby Daddy. You know what we're talking about? The really mean ex. Uh, that's Baby Daddy, I would say. <laughs> Okay, I just yeah. want to make sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Give me a second. Give me a second. Your native life with him. Um, your female life. He was male. He was very good looking, very tall, but very serious, very intense. That makes sense. He's a really good warrior. And it's funny because you kind of a warrior spirit. You're really like that, like, warrior thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in this life, but in that life. Like very high status, like with the best warrior. But that's how it felt when I was. Ugh. Yes. So anyway, you were a pretty girl. You came from a family. It's funny, they still had like. Prior. It's all the same thing. I know, I know, because you grew up kind of rich, right? Not, Not rich. Even. I just went to private school. Like I lived. Uh, like I didn't even. Grow <laughs> Not even. Like I know. Last right. I grew up poor. Right. right. I, I, got that before like you from a pretty decent family yeah. setup if that makes yeah sense. and he always like that was like that's weird yes so he was kind of more of a off person i think you were a daughter of a priest they were really considered esteemed they had a lot of wealth um he was like top warrior and was, like best looking tallest fittest and so you guys paired up with each other in that life um and you were like oh you always felt like you were the lucky one like he's so cool like he's the best yeah. and he always tried to, he always felt that way too well, you're lucky to be with me you can't get any like you can't get that's how he there. was oh my god no i know so anyway i just want to come through and say this past life because it feels so relevant to what it you're is. doing now i think it's an aztec -y life you had two kids with them um but ultimately, you just started getting abusive. Like, you just start tearing you down. He didn't sleep all the time. It wasn't always hitting. It was just like, you're not good enough for me. And he just really exacerbated, you're not good enough for me. And he's just kind of like, his emotions, he's, they're like, there or not, shut him off. Like, crazy. Narcissist. Yeah, like, no. He's been, I'm not trying to, like, worship, but sociopathic tendencies was something his therapist used, and he told me about it. Like, yes. So, yeah. I can't take this part out, but, like... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. I want to talk about this shit. It's like, <laughs> um, but he just very narcissistic tendencies. He just didn't even give two fuck his kids either. Like he was always just doing his own thing to be around. He's like, yeah, he just didn't care. 
He just the same said, exact thing. Same exact person. Um, let's ask you guys why you went through that experience. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What am I healing now? That life, the way you got out of it was you got pretty sick around like 34, 35, and you, but that was actually a, a from your higher consciousness you wanted to leave this relationship because there was really no leaving and you were miserable. So you kind of took that way out. You got yeah. sick and you didn't get better. And so you did 34, 35. And that was your way of getting out of that life because you just felt so powerless. Um, a lot of this life and a lot of the last few years have been you taking your power back. And that is the lesson you had to learn to take your power back, to be okay with being alone, to know your worth, to speak up, especially speak up been a theme of the last like three years up that's why you started your podcast that's why you're doing this that's why you're sharing I know I want to give it out (laughs) but like yeah wow that's why you said like chills went earlier about the years but and I knew that there was one say for years that my friend Avery said but he didn't really give me details because yes it brings up a lot of emotions a lot and I'm like I want I know I wanted uh, no, not in a bad way. It's just like he, you know, like he's my friend. He's trying to like protect me, but it's like I need to know why. If, you know, like what the point is of like why I felt such a connection to that person anyway. Right, right. And you've had past lives with them. And also, it's funny about him saying you're warriors. I see so many life for your warriors. Like you're warrior in the wars. You're a warrior and serious. Like you like to fight for the light. It's like, and you are protective. Is create like crazy. That's probably the only thing that really sets you off, like someone messing with you or the people you love. Yeah, yeah, and I always super like, divinely protected too. Like I, like I've had a lot of close calls, to say the least. Like you know what I mean. Like I've I got hit by a car. I almost got hit by a snowplow in the same year. Like it was crazy that year was. Crazy. Um, can we talk a little bit about the Pleiadians? Yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny is I just read. This question is it's always like that. I swear the synchronicities just get more and more. Um, so what are your thoughts on like the idea of like disclosure and like if it's already happened and we just don't even like people didn't even realize it, like <laughs> so, and how uh, yes, the Pleiadians okay. and how they play and how the Pleiadians like play into that, because I'm sure that they do. <laughs> so disclosure's happening, it's been happening for the last like 30 years really solidly. I think. Um, it depends on how quick humanity is going to be ready for it because the Pleiadians are very conscious. Like, they don't want to alarm people and they're bringing people in slowly and, like, all uh, the Andromedans, everyone. I think in our lifetime, we're going to see real extraterrestrials, human ones at first. The the Alpha Centaurians, I think, are going to come first. The Pleiadians, we're going to see them on, like, national TV talking to us. I think it's going to happen within the next few years, is what Raina tells me. Three years, um, I think, pretty solidly. Holy but crap. it's happening. It's happening. We can't stop it. Um, right. But, yeah. Um, another really funny misconception people about have about the Pleiadians is that they're light beings. They are flesh and blood beings. At least the fifth dimensional Pleiadians I come from on Era. They're fifth dimensional humans, so they're a different frequency than us. Like, if we saw them, they look like ghosts. But... We're moving our vibration slowly, 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 slowly to the fifth dimension. Right. Because if we just jumped, our bodies couldn't handle it. We're taking on more light. We're moving. We're now in the fourth. And now we're moving kind of to the fifth. 
if that makes sense. Yes, you know, it definitely makes sense as to, like, like, all, like, the solar flares and, like, the Schumann, like, I wanted to talk to you about all of those things, too, but, like, I, I think, I mean, I want to talk about the Pleiadians and, like, how they have, like, kind of, have they, like, been preparing Earth, like, like, has, has this been, like, a thing that they've been, like, preparing Earth for for a while, or is it kind of just, like... Yes, um, it's kind of, it's funny because we've kind of been in a temporal war. Um, so I come from era about almost 400 years in the future. Uh, the reason why we're having this ascension process now is because um, the Grays, the Orion Grays, and the Reptilians. I don't know if we can talk about this on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, I have a question about it. So, yeah. Grace and the reptilians uh, started kind of, what they like to do is they like to insert their genetics and kind of hybridize everyone so that they rule. And they can, uh, the Orions, the Orion Grays, they have a hive mind, a hive AI that they're all like robots too. Like they all just connect to that and it rules them and controls them. They started hybridizing the humans so that we're all connected to the AI hive. And so they started just taking over planet Earth and they started, this was the turning point that the Andromedan Council saw, because when I was growing up in the Pleiades, um, it started out kind of nice, and then it got really horrible, where the Orion Greys and the Reptilians just started taking over. There wasn't no more balance of good and bad. It was just, they were taking over everything. They were taking over whole planets. They were killing people. They were destroying stuff. And it got to a point where it was so bad that the Andromeda Council was like, okay, we need to stop this. We need to go back in time about 400 years. And one of the big turning points was Earth because Earth humans are super special. We're made up of like 22 different alien races. So being made of all those different alien races, we have so many different crazy abilities. We're so powerful beyond even, even we could even imagine that we're right. a very special race. And so having us on board made it so it's just like lights out for the galaxy. Okay. Wow. So, so I volunteered to come back 400 years in time and we were going to force Earth to go to fifth density because the Orion Greys and the Reptilians can't go to fourth they can, or fifth. They can only go to fourth. Okay. And so we can get the planet to raise vibration and have this ascension process. Once we get to fifth, we're safe from them. And so we, a lot of us starseeds volunteered to come here right now, right this time, to help raise the vibration enough to help Earth raise vibration to get away from them to create a totally different future. Wow. I know. It sounds crazy. It sounds wild. It's it it it, it does, but it, it like doesn't with like everything that we know about. Like, well, like that we don't know about the quantum, but that we know like that it exists and that it's not all like physics is shot. Like regular old physics has like been kind of flipped on its head, um, and people don't know you know people don't know what to do with that. But it's very clear that we don't know nearly as much as we think we do. Like as you know science thinks that it knows you know like I don't think I know that much anymore but I I used to same I honestly I've learned so much from talking to so many spirit guides that I'm just like at this point I'm like yeah whatever like whatever comes through I'm like yeah I know nothing I just assume like I know nothing I'm just learning stuff as I go along I don't think I'm an expert on anything I'm just like I'm just here to give the little bit of information I get and like you know? Well, and that's that's what makes you like a genuinely good, you know what I'm saying, person for that, and a genuinely, you know, good teacher and good person. Because it's like when people, when you get to that point where you think you know everything, is kind of where like you don't evolve anymore. Like you do, but like not 
Right. When you just start connecting to source, though, I feel like if you have a really strong source connection, it's really hard to be in that ego and be like, I know everything. I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's so counterintuitive because source is so like we're all connected. We're all the same. We're all equal. Everyone's right. a reflection of you. It's just that's why I'm always really hesitant of spiritual leaders like like uh, like Teal Swan. Like she's very she said in interviews that like. I've never met anyone as advanced spiritually as me. If I met them, sure. But I'm just like, okay, girl, that's where you got to be like, oh, I'm a little bit worried about you. (laughs) I don't think, I just don't think they're seeing reality as how it really is. You know what I mean? And it's so easy to get carried away with, with the human ego and how spirituality is kind of taken, you know, like a leap in the viral, whatever the fuck. So, you know, it's hard because it, it's just you get misconceptions there's misinformation and you know confusion about so much um there's a lot of purposely made confusion in the spiritual community that's another thing I wanted to ask about (laughs) like uh like all the three-letter agencies I'm sure you can imagine what they are the government's agencies they have all these campaigns to put out purposeful disinformation to like purposely disinform and confuse and make the spiritual community fight with itself that's all they want to do they just want to put me against you that's why they run politics they're always like me versus you they don't want us to come together because together we're very powerful right exactly as a collective we we manifest the world so you know like if collectively we believed that we could change it or raise its vibration it's gonna million billion percent yeah and and they know that and like we're they see we're starting to understand it and like that's you're right and that's why it's like there's that discernment and like using your own intuition and your own discernment because like we're you're smart like we're all smart enough to know like if something sounds off you should probably research it more hundred <laughs> percent and like I always tell people like even if you don't vibe with what I say stay with it that's fine if it doesn't resonate with your spiritualness that's fine I'm just yeah. here my opinion and so I listen to a lot of different spiritual people like people you'd probably be surprised about where I'm just like okay I'm just down to hear your opinion you know and like I agree I have had a lot of different like like I I've always kind of been like that like I like to see everything from like each perspective it's probably also because I'm a Libra (laughs) like I see everything from everybody's perspective and it's been like that since school like I've always kind of gotten along with everybody and it's not even like really like I used to like it used to be people pleasing, but now it's more like I, I just want that understanding because I know that I don't know it all. And like everyone has a reason that they have that perspective because of their like experience, their life experience and what they they have may have something to offer. You know, like you have something to, I if I'm open to learning, maybe they'll be open to learning. You know what I'm saying? And that's where it's like you get past the point of like arguing about the differences and actually coming together because like the differences are beautiful and that's what they're worried about. But we'll get we'll get through it. <laughs> I think I think we've already won. I think it's just inevitable. Honestly. I do I do too. And that's what, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask about like propaganda around like things like star seeds or or like just like the confusion that they're trying to send out. Like, is there any way that we can like not stop it, but just help bring clarity to the collective at all um, i mean <laughs> I'm gonna, I, no i'm gonna ask reina because i think she wants to answer instead cool
It is not wise to waste your attentions on others who are not in your same perception or vibrational experience. The best thing you can do, essentially, sorry, I, I was, she almost, sometimes if I let her, she'll just go in a straight channel and I talk in a robot voice, but I was so weird. It's totally fine. No, I love it. Are you sure? She talks uh -huh. weird. She talks, all right, fine. <laughs> It is wasted energy to try and convince or convey your message to those who are unable to receive it. You have control over you and your vibration, and that in itself is powerful and enough. You. You can create very effective change by just focusing on your intention and vibration. It is not of your benefit to give energy of your focused attention to those opinions that do not resonate within you. Your energy is best spent serving your intention that you are broadcasting widely through your planet. Do not think that your impact is insignificant. It is always significant. Okay, all right, I'm just gonna leave her with that. That was crazy. I know it's a lot for you to chat. I was like, oh wait, I'm she probably tired. <laughs> no, thank you. That was beautiful. Wow. I'll usually do it publicly because I like I do weird stuff and talk in a robot voice sometimes. Oh, I get it. I can if you want. I can keep that private. I totally don't mind. But <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, cool. I need to get more comfortable with doing it more publicly. It's so cool. That's how channeling is. Like that's how Bashar is. It's like you know, like that's how it's beautiful. Like I'm getting chills. Like that was so amazing. Like I, I have so much <laughs> respect. <laughs> what you Rain say? is way smarter than me. <laughs> that's why if I can't answer something, I'm so lucky. I can just have her ask her. Um, yeah, it's I even beautiful. do that. I teach a uh, psychic mentorship courses. And it's so, I couldn't do it without Raina, to be honest, because sometimes my students ask me things where I'm like, Vanessa doesn't, Vanessa doesn't know. I don't know. And I ask <laughs> Raina and she's just the most fire answers. And I'm like, oh my God, Raina, you're amazing. I love you so much. Yes. Yeah. That but, like really, really hit. <laughs> but her answer though, I think she was just implying that, um, I guess it, it doesn't make sense to waste your energy on people who it's not their path kind of to right. be on this wavelength. And right. she just was. She's really just emphasizing me with so much love because, like, I'm speaking her words, but I can feel her her telepathic communication. She's just emphasizing that we're so powerful. Just you being one beacon of light, sharing your perspective of love and light is so much more powerful than any naysayer. Yes, that's what I felt. Like, it really, like, that made, like, a lot of sense. And it really, it really, that helps a lot with, like that the human ego like questioning right like you know what i'm saying so that really wow thank you <laughs> um okay we'll do a, 
Uh, Rain has been channeling just through me a lot more. I feel like I should be doing more TikTok videos of it. I just get really self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want, like, I mean, we can talk about it because there's going to be a lot of this podcast that I'm going to want to, like, make the clip for the TikTok. But, like, we can, like, I'm going to rewatch it and stuff. And I have yeah. a couple more questions I want to ask. Well, I mean, I just, I'll ask you one more question and then we can we can stop and we can start again at a new one. No I, have my, I have my students in an hour, so we have time until then. Oh, okay, perfect. Then, oh, cool. Okay, because I don't want to keep you, but I don't. I can talk forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to um, like take you know a clip from some some part. I can do any of it if you want. I can do the channeling, but I don't have to. <laughs> whatever, honey, whatever you feel called to, it's fine. Okay. I would. I wouldn't do it. I just. Uh, it's just my own thing. So I'm like, it's because everyone I do it for, they're like, this is so cool. You should post this more. And I'm like, I should. <laughs> but, <laughs> well take your time when you feel like you'll know when you know what I mean you'll know when I've you done it. I've done it when the Pleiadians come through with a really important message I will do it yes exactly yeah and that's when it matters the most too and like right, right. that's so amazing um so what would you suggest for like a simple exercise to connect with your past life like like for someone like me or oh, anyone. Yeah, that's what I'm teaching my students right now, actually. Cool. Um, I would connect to the Akashic Records. Very easy. There's so many classes are like, oh, you have to do all this like stuff. You don't. I don't think you do. Just ask to connect to your guides. Ask to connect to your Akashic Records. Get to a meditative state where you feel relaxed and you can kind of make your mind blank. And then ask your guides, all you have to do, connect to your records, meditate, get to a good vibrational state. Ask your guides to show you a significant past life and then just be open to whatever comes through. What I usually mm. tell my students is when I first see a past life, first they show me where it is usually. So they'll show me a map and I'll zoom in and I'll be like, okay, this feels like England, this feels like Africa. And then I'm like, okay, am I male? Are they male or female? Then I see male or female, and then I see the person. And then from there, I just kind of let it evolve to be like, okay, show me the scene, show me what's going on. Um, honestly, I think everyone can do it. You just need to try. You just need to let yourself. You just need to go for it. You know? Mm -hmm. Yes, and then being open to whatever is relevant, like you say, like whatever you need to know at that time. Exactly. And um, honestly, I have my students do it two weeks into my course. I'm like, I'm just going to walk you through it. I'm just going to push you. Just try it. Give it mm -hmm. a shot. And it's funny because I, whenever I'm like, show me in a significant past life, I can see it. And I usually yeah. write down, I write down my notes, the details. And I'm like, okay, you tell me what it is. And then I send them a picture of what I wrote down to be like, you're spot on. You kill wow. it. You're male. You're, you have kids. And I like to, because everyone, honestly, I feel like right. everyone has psychic abilities. You just don't push yourself. And it's nice to have a mentor to be, to stand there and be like, you're right, to give you that confidence. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, absolutely. I, I believe that too. It's like, a, it's like a working out a muscle. If you, you go take, to the gym. You should take my course. I know. Thank you, Kenny. Also, um, you're medium like me. I know. I know. I know I should no. take your course. I've been I like. And if you ever feel called to it, I always like if it calls to you, that's fine. But. I've been thinking about doing like something to like, like I said, like, I don't know if I need to see a shaman quite yet. I think like the ayahuasca and stuff maybe like a year from now. <laughs> like, I feel like that's more realistic, like next summer. But I think like right now that could be very helpful. Yeah, of course. I have, I'm sure. I have one I have one in November if you feel called. Yeah, I will. I'll definitely. I'm going to check it out. 
It's a month-long course, and it's fun because we do one-on-ones every week for, like, 45 minutes an hour. And um, we go through, like, my lessons and stuff, but then I can just read for you. We can talk to your guides. We go through your records. We, like, clear blocks that block you from your psychic stuff. We do all kinds of fun stuff if you're interested. Yes. Um, at the end of my month course, um, all of my graduates can fully read for people as a psychic if they want to. I guarantee everyone can. I make mm. By the end of the course, everyone's reading for everyone, and they're killing it. That sounds so amazing. Oh, my God. To be honest, I I can't even take credit. Raina wrote the whole course. Raina writes the course. She answers questions I can't answer. But, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I have a lot of experience as as a working psychic for two years. And I have a lot to say. But a lot of it comes from other people's spirit guides. Right. Um, But Raina's so nice because she intuitively, every student's kind of different. They have different psychic gifts. So every session I have, every one-on-one I have with my students is totally different. Because Raina will go through and she'll be like, this is going to work for them. This is going to work for them. And I find a way to work for everyone. It's amazing. Yeah, I think that's so awesome. That's like, that's like really, really incredible that you can like facilitate it. Like without you, like she wouldn't be able to teach them. So like you're essential. (laughs) I can, I can, don't get me wrong, but having Raina as well, I'm like, between the two of us, well, you know, what's so funny is without you, your body, Raina wouldn't be able to teach them. (laughs) Like you're essential, you. (laughs) It's funny about Raina. She feels like a different person than me, but she is a higher, she's a past life of mine. I had a feeling, I was like, is that like her higher self or, because it just sounds yeah. just like you. <laughs> yeah, Raina's yeah, a higher self of mine. And that's why I think we have such like a crazy connection. I think especially the reason why we're so linked telepathically where I can just talk to her conversationally is um, when I left the Pleiades, I put my body in stasis. I was a middle-aged Pleiadian woman. I was a grandmother. I had an adult son with two little girls. and I left my body in stasis and I was Raina. And they escorted my light body into a a body that was suitable on earth. And so I'm still, even when I pass away from this life, I'm going to go right back. I'm going to wake up in that pod in the Pleiades and go back to my Pleiadian life. Wow. So that's why I think so much access to Raina. (laughs) Yeah, that's incredible. Like that's, I, I I remember that story and I just think that's so like that's mind-boggling and it's just so beautiful to think about like the, it like anything literally anything is possible like it really I, yeah, beyond I, I, I like the word seen, anything <laughs> you know what's so funny is when I first started doing readings like two years ago I wasn't I never studied under anyone I wasn't like super into anything um I I met a dragon spirit guide for the first time and I was like, oh, shit, people can have dragon spirit guides. I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> I've met a lot of bay spirit guides. I've met a mermaid spirit guide. I have met all kinds of spirit guides. And it's funny, until I experienced myself, I heard people talk about it. I was like, okay, maybe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I met them, and I was like, oh, my God, this is totally real. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around, like, the idea of, like, that it's real, like, it's the dra- the idea of, like, dragons and, like, all of it, like, but yeah. fairies I've also always been into, too. I've always had a very, like, love fairies. <laughs> and um, it's, like, funny because I've always been super colorful and all of that, so it's, like, it's very interesting to, like, all of the connections. I also wanted to ask you about, like, because you said, like, the Lyrian, the Lyrian, like, is that, like, a cedar race? Because I wanted to ask you what the meaning of that like right. is, if you could explain that. So according to Raina, 
the mm-hmm. human genome, because Lyrans are humans, Pleiadians are humans, Andromedans are humans. They just evolved differently over many years. Right. The human genome was originally started in Lyra, and it was seeded here from an older culture from another galaxy. So all life in this galaxy was seeded here by the seeders. And so the humans on Lyra, who we look extremely similar to, they look a lot like the Pleiadians. Um, because the, they're honestly Pleiadians. I call them Lyran Pleiadians. Same race. Same race. Not a lot of different cultural evolvement. Very similar. There are Lyrans on Lyra that looks more like what we think of as Pleiadians. There are Lyrans on our, that look more like humans. Like uh, Melinda Trump looks perfectly like a tall Lyran. T-A-A-L. Um, they have brown hair. There are the Ahel Pleiadians, which are blonde, which is from Era, where I come from. Little bit wider eyes, very Scandinavian look, big Scandinavian eye, like looking eyes. Right. Um, and then there's ones that evolved and genetically modified themselves to look a little bit more feline, which is where we get the feline larens. But what's funny is they're still humans. They could still mate with an Ahel or a tall Pleiadian and make babies. They're still humans. They just altered themselves to have feline features. So they came from a bunch of different races, which are the cedar races, which we're not super familiar with. Um, the Patal, which is the name the Tall get them, their name from, the Patal, the Agoni. Um, there's a bunch of cedar races that mix genetics, and they they like to do experiments. So they kind of made the human genome that we experience from their mm-hmm. human genome. Um, so we look a little bit different than them, actually. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like, like I don't know. It's just crazy to think about how much humans still question like even if atlantean times like if anything came before what there's evidence of and like that just kind of blows my mind on purpose so we don't remember right. this ancient knowledge you know exactly exactly I actually, I actually think egypt goes back thousands and thousands of years more than they say it does because i've seen so many past lives that when atlantis fell a lot of those people who survived ended up going to egypt and so there was these pre, like, post-Atlantean cultures, pre what we think of as, like, modern Egyptian culture. Wow. Um, people. I honestly think it goes back thousands of years, to be honest. That make that does. It makes sense. And it, they were destroyed. They're trying to, like, destroy stuff in Egypt, like, because people are starting to wake up and they're going to be thinking the same thing that you are like especially people who have passed life so that you know that like i went through that and have that connection they're gonna make that connection too right wow <laughs> um let me what are your thoughts on quantum entanglement and spirit guides because i had this idea like how you know how our guides can be like more than one place at once and quantum entanglement is about like two particles that are like entangled they're from the same essence but in two places at once is that kind of like the same idea um i'm i'm actually i i have my own thoughts but i'm gonna let Raina answer because she wants to answer her answer <laughs> probably gonna be better Our awareness of quantum mechanics in this 
current society is very limited because we usually put too much emphasis on the physical third dimensional vibration and we do not consider the other dimensional vibrations much of quantum physics is slightly hold on much of quantum physics lightly touches on truths but does not consider the full broad perspective we have a very tiny perspective of the whole picture spirit guides are beings just as we are they are a facet an expression of a bigger part of the soul consciousness that they are a piece of much like in this current expression of your soul you are a small piece of the full expression of your soul your perception of time comes into play your soul has dna you quantumly vibrate at a similar rate to the oh, sorry sorry so sorry <laughs> no don't be sorry this is so You're cool this big concept concepts right yeah this is pretty deep the question was of quantum physics and quantum resonance anything that is your perfect vibrational resonance you will resonate with that is how particles are able to fully resonate with each other they hold the exact same frequency time and space is irrelevant because when you hold the exact same frequency you resonate through any time and space time and space is an illusion Your soul and your body both contain a certain vibrational resonance. Your soul will always contain a certain vibrational resonance. Your body, in addition, adds to that vibrational resonance. The actual totality of souls. I can I can answer the rest of this. The actual okay, so Raina's explaining this to me. The actual totality of your soul is huge. Thank when you're you experiencing so a like an incarnate life you only have a tiny tiny piece of who you are um and that's kind of how you're able to have like past life incarnations and stuff your soul's so big it's fine um, you can have all these different little expressions and because time doesn't matter it's all happening at once that's parallel right yeah, yeah, yeah it's like parallel lives i've heard that term. I, hope, I hope she answered that i feel like i was just repeating myself